You're listening to the PT and the Give Dog podcast, episode 48. It's another NBA edition as we break down the Celtics offseason moves and handicap the rest of the league. Let's do this. All right, we got a Sunday night Give Dog from the Road chronicle um, coming down here. So much to talk about uh, the last two weeks of NBA free agency. Got to be the craziest summer we've had yet. Crazier than 16, I think, in my view. Um, let's just get right into it. I mean, we're a Celtics-biased podcast, of course. Um, we, we did a pod, I think it was two, two and a half weeks ago, talking about summer moves, predicting free agents. We did poorly. Spoiler alert. We'll get into that very, later. Very poorly. <laughs> very poorly. Um, I guess everything that happened, um, I guess, in, in your opinion, do you think this offseason – broke positively favorably for the Celtics or um, do you think it broke negatively? And, I, and I'll say, l- let's assume we both knew Kyrie was going to leave, which we knew that. So taking that aside, everything else that happened, what are your thoughts on, on the ramifications for the Celtics? Um, looking at them directly, you know, as far as like the actual roster is concerned, it's, it's a negative thing because yes, they lost Kyrie Irving. Did we expect it? Yes. But mm-hmm. the, the bottom line is, you know, Kyrie Irving walked out the door with nothing, with nothing to show for him directly. Mm-hmm. Um, Al Horford does the same thing, walks out the door, getting nothing for him, you know, di- basically not getting nothing for him. Um, yep. And one that, you know, we kind of really, you know, the last time we talked, we saw it coming because, you know, news had broken, but, Backtrack to three, four weeks ago. No, we both expected Al Horford to be back in this team. I think yep. the Celtics thought Al Horford was going to be back in this team. Uh, listening to Brad Stevens out at Summer League this past week, um, he, the way he answered both questions about the departure of Irving and Horford, um, you could sense some disappointment in his voice when talking about Horford. Not so much about Kyrie, despite you know, <laughs> you know giving you know giving the you know the, the normal. President Brad Stevens' line. The, um, the, the coaching non-answer answer. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Saying nothing but nice things about Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Um, so from a roster standpoint, yeah, I'd say it's it's a negative thing. I mean, they did add Kemba Walker into the fold, which two weeks ago you and I didn't see coming whatsoever. Nope. So I guess that helps soften the Kyrie Irving blow a little bit, that you you replaced an all-NBA second-teamer with an all-NBA third-teamer. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's not terrible offset, and so I guess from from a roster standpoint, yeah, it would be more so than on the negative side of things because mm-hmm. the loss of Horford and the fact where Horford went, you know, going to the Sixers, that one yep. really kind of sucks. I'm I've been t- I've been trying to tell myself I'm not going to get angry about that, but the more I see it, and I, I feel like the Philadelphia 76ers Twitter page is just trolling these Celtic fans and me in particular with uh, these videos of Val walking around in his uniform and talking about how great it is to be here and, and all that. And I'm starting to get more angry about it than I was. I was and, 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 and you, you have a um, pre-existing negative relationship with the Sixers Twitter feed, given all the Joel Embiid loves yeah. that that page puts out in during playoff time that so they're I, getting I, back I, at me for all my tweets and retweets <laughs> i guess um but it's just it's uh it, yeah so that part sucks however however uh, however it's, it's not i'm not gonna say it's a completely negative thing for the celtics mm-hmm. because yes i know al horford joined up with the sixers and, and but the sixers also lost jimmy butler and replaced him with josh richardson like did the Sixers get considerably better? I'm it depends. It depends on Ben Simmons. It depends on right. Ben Simmons. It depends on Ben Simmons. So I'm not ready to totally yeah. say yes, they did. Um, yeah. did. I agree. Toronto definitely did not get better. They lost the best player in basketball last year. They so uh, they might not make the playoffs. <laughs> uh, I think they will. They were pretty good without Kawhi Leonard. But yeah, I, but they had DeRozan. Now they don't even have any alpha. No, but yeah. no. Last year, even when Horford, well, not not Horford, when Leonard was out, I mean, they had a pretty good record without him. So. There's still yeah. there's still like a five six seed I think worst case probably yeah yeah that, that's that's fair that's fair and it, okay. I mean if Siakam continues to develop then Correct. Um, yeah I, 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 and, I, I I'm just saying they might not but yes I hear you they're they're much worse uh, we agree you know, did 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 Milwaukee get better I mean if anything I feel like they're on the same level yes you know they they, they traded Brogdon, Brogdon to, yeah. to to the Pacers but they made that run at the end of last season and mostly through the playoffs without Brogdon. Now, I think long-term, that'll come back to bite them. 
but they seem to feel in the short term it was the move. They did add the other Lopez brother, so you know some matchup issues for this. But they lost Miritich too. They lost Miritich too. Yes, uh, I could keep going here, but the East, while the Celtics, you say, you know, their roster. I don't know if you want to say got worse. I mean, backtrack to a year ago, what our expectations were for this roster. Yes, the roster got worse, but the East also got considerably worse. So that's why I don't think you can totally, you know, say mm-hmm. it's, you know, 100% negative. I'm not going to, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of towing the line on you here, but you, yeah. know, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to, I'm actually a little bit more positive than you because okay. I think so much talent went from East to West and maybe right. not so much talent, but I mean, Kawhi Leonard is a huge one. Um, and, and, and you, and you go back a year ago and then you have folks like Jimmy Butler, who went to a Heat team that, you know, it's going to be b- bottom four seed probably yeah, uh, in the playoffs. For the seven, eight seed in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. So I think you, if you go back a year ago, you had the Sixers, the Raptors, the Celtics, um, and the Bucks all going into the season with, with super high expectations and very strong teams. And you had the Pacers that kind of came out of nowhere um, and, and really stepped up their game uh, last year. Uh, but you look at you look at them this year, and these teams are much weaker. As you said, the Bucks. I mean, I mean, can, what would Giannis say today that he's sixty percent of of his peak? Okay, let, let's let's see you hit free throws first, and then we'll uh, about, we'll figure about, out figure that how about out. Develop a decent halfway decent jump shot. Stop I mean, taking three started, euro steps. <laughs> I mean, I know. I mean, I know he started to hit threes with a little yeah. bit more consistency in the playoffs. But yeah, talk to me when. He gets a jump shot, and Ben Simmons gets a jump shot. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so the Bucks lost Brogdon. Like they, they knew Brooke Lopez for three million last year. That wasn't going to be something they could sustain. So you have to sacrifice Brogdon. You sacrifice Miritich in the process. So the depth that really pushed that team. Uh, I mean, you look at that second unit. That's what really did the Celtics in. It was the George Hills. Uh, I hate saying Pat Connaughton, but it was those guys who who unfortunately were the ones who beat the Celtics. It wasn't necessarily Hill. Hill agreed to go back, which kind of surprised me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, so the, the depth is not going to be there. And again, the team won 60 games last year. They're going to be very good. Uh, but I don't see them necessarily at the same level they were last year. Raptors got way worse. The Sixers, I mean, Butler was their, was their alpha guy. And it's a huge bet on Embiid and Simmons continuing to develop. And it's the right bet for the Sixers to make. Uh, Horford's a big plus. Um, I think they overpaid for Tobias Harris. Redick is a huge loss offensively. I mean, he could oh. play defense, but major, oh, sure. major loss. Um, uh, uh, someone who can hit the three and really spread the floor. And we'll see, we'll see that how that offense looks next year with Richardson. Um, and we both are pretty skeptical of Bruce Brown as a, as a, as a coach, uh, Brett Brown, right? Wow. Bruce, Bruce regardless. Brown, nice end over high reference. Bruce Brown, Bruce Brown, Brett Brown, <laughs> Brett Brown. Um, and, and the, and the pay, I mean, the Pacers don't scare me either. So I, I think the East the quality, Pacers quality got, the Pacers got better though. They, they did. They did. But, you know, they lost they lost some guys, too. I mean, it, it went both ways. Um, so I'm I'm optimistic about that. I'm also optimistic that we're not going to have a, a super team. Right. Like the um, Warriors are not predestined to win the way that they did the last few years. And it's it's pretty open. And, um, you know, it's like what we talked about two, two and a half weeks ago. Right. It's a bet on Tatum. It's a bet on um, Jalen Brown. It's a bet on Hayward coming back to health. Is this going to be a number one seed? Is this team going to be favored to win the NBA Finals? Definitely not. But will we learn more this year that will that will um, shape the decision makings when we have to decide on some of these big contracts the next few years? Yes, we definitely will. Um, so I think it'll be a fun year, a fun team. I think um, Stevens thrives in that underdog status, and we're definitely going to be more in that position next year. So I, I feel good about all those things. As you should. And we should also, like, getting lost in this whole thing and i think it's because like this is like the third well well not mm-hmm. the third but the three out of the last four summers where the celtics landed one of the bigger free agents on yeah. the market like kemba walker is pretty freaking good all like, nba I, I, 13 people right people are people are excited about it but it's not like i mean first there was horford and then horford got you know trumped by hayward where hayward was yeah. considered a bigger you know a, a bigger splash than than Horford was. I don't count Kyrie Irving because that was a trade. Um, and Isaiah was second team all the NBA, and it right, was a trade. But, but yeah, well, yeah would exactly. You, would you say that? I mean, uh, Hayward never made an All NBA team in Utah, right? He didn't. He did not. He just he missed that not. third team. Right. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, Kemba Walker is the 
the highest, like the, the 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 biggest free agent acquisition acquisition in the history of the Celtics at this point. Uh, and, and like I said, <laughs> yeah, not a terrible backup plan to Kyrie Irving, and comes in saying all the right things, and and and, and I agree, probably going to be a better fit for this team than. Than Irving. I mean, let, let's see it happen first because yep. if you watch Kemba Walker, he's very, very ball dominant. Um, yep. But maybe because he didn't have, you know, Tatum and Brown and Hayward, you know, flanking him. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, no, there's there's no reason to be anything but optimistic about it. But I think, it, you know, maybe not for me or not for, you know, a lot of people that I talked to. Mm-hmm. The excitement level of Celtics fans immediately close to me are, you know, they're, they're really high on this and really excited about it, mainly because more so there was so many anti-Kyrie people within, you know, my Celtic circle. Um, but I think a lot of it is tempered that, you know, he's replacing Kyrie Irving, who a lot of people still put above Kemba Walker, and I guess rightfully so. Yep. You know, I mean, Kyrie's won a, won an NBA title. You know, he's, he's three, four years younger. Um, you know, and then probably, yes, is more skilled than Kemba Walker. But, hey, not a, not a, not a, bad, not a bad replacement. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's so interesting. Did we talk about... Did we talk about the has there been a Boston athlete that's been so reviled? Um, I mean, Bobby Valentine. I'm trying to think of other other Red Sox from from those years. I, I mean, I've never I've never I can't recall a Boston athlete that's been so reviled so quickly. I mean, it, from February to April, it just went so downhill so fast. Um, it it did no and and, and I Clemens? and I no I don't I don't think Clemens I don't know. It's crazy. No, it wasn't. No, even when, when you, no one hated Clemens until he went to the Yankees. Yeah, you know, when, and Blue Jays, he was fine. Yeah, you know, um, you know, I don't even think people really hated him when he left and went to Toronto because you know he got lowballed by Dan Duquesne. Yeah. No one ever blamed for that. Just when he became a Yankee, yeah, it was before the Red sucked. Sox won the and World he, Series. They kept winning the World Series. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and they kept winning World Series. I mean, I, no, I can't think of one. You know, to be totally honest with you, and and and, and, and you know, you've seen a lot of the stories that have come out saying that you know, yes, Kyrie had his piece of the blame and. And I'm not going to say that Kyrie Irving's to blame for everything that went wrong last year. I think there was a, I think there was a lot of blame to go around. And I think, yeah. um, I'll come back to Irving in a second. But while we're talking about this point, I, I think there's a little, uh, there's a little reason why Al Horford, you know, left. And it wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily the money. I mean, I said we we talked about this before. Jack McMullen yeah. said that the Celtics put a really good offer forward for yeah. for Horford, and it's sounding like it wasn't. I mean, it was lower, obviously, but not considerably lower than what he got from Philly. And I wonder if, you know, he wasn't gelling as much with Brown and Tatum and kind of saw it coming that the Celtics were about to make these two, you know, the, the alphas of the team moving forward. And, you know, I, maybe there's a little something there that kind of drove Horford out the door. We'll never know. Horford's too classy of a guy to even yeah. admit it, never say it. So we'll probably never truly know. But I think there's kind of got to be, you know, some, some credence for that. But, yeah, I mean, he's only got so many years left in his career. He needs to figure out where is his best chance to win now. Correct, um, right. And, I mean, after he went there, I think the Sixers are 10-1 to 1 to win it all. Celtics are, I think, 25-1. to 1. If he doesn't go, maybe they're both around 15 or 20-1, to 1, something yeah. like that. So I think with him on the Sixers, it's probably a greater chance of him winning than with him on the Celtics. Uh, so I think that's probably where his, his head is at. And you're probably right, money is maybe an easy way for him to deflect. And again, he's going to get a huge hand uh, when they show the tribute. I'm going to boo the hell out of him when he touches the ball as a sixer, See, but I'm going to start, I'm going to cheer him uh, during the tribute before the game. Do for you sure. really deserve a, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I love a good video <laughs> tribute. Here we go. I teed this one up for you. I mean, he's only here for three years. I'm not necessarily sure. Um, yeah. You know, but anyway, uh, yeah. Back, back, back to what you were saying about Irving. Like, how things change so quick. And I don't know why I caught myself. I'm scrolling through YouTube, and, you know, I, and uh, an old uh, old video popped up. And I guess it's because I watch a lot of Celtics videos on my phone. <laughs> so the the starting lineups, the opening lineups from TV, TD Garden, from someone who filmed it inside the Garden, from opening night against the Sixers popped up. And, you know, it just, I clicked on it, again, because, you know, how far that group had fallen. Yep. You know, and what our hopes were for that team on opening night. And, you know, outruns Tatum and Brown and Hayward. And Why Robert. was he starting? But keep and going. Then, <laughs> right. And then, and then they introduce Irving. And Irving is running out, like, slapping hands with his teammates. And he's got the biggest effing smile on his face. He looks so 
freaking happy, Pat. So happy. And, you know, this was obviously like a couple weeks after he made the proclamation that he was going to yeah. resign in Boston if they wanted to have him. You know, he made that commercial with his dad. But he looks so happy. And it's like this guy is so excited to be here. You know, he's he's like, like mm. it was just how the how things change so drastically in the span yeah. of a year and whether I, I'm sure it had stuff to do with on court, you know, and everything. But, you know, Jack McMullen again saying that he just didn't like living in Boston and maybe that was the case. And, you know, he wants to go home and more power to him. But just how like the fall from grace for Kyrie Irving in Boston just totally flipped, um, you know, and I'm sure we'll hear more and more about it. But I'm with you. I don't know. I, I can't think of someone who who uh, who became so you know, so hated in this town that was that while they were still wearing the uniform of one of the Boston teams. Yeah, I was thinking about guys who like went to the Yankees. Um, who was the guy who went to the, the Bruins guy who went to the Maple Leafs and we booed him pretty aggressively? Oh, uh, Kessel. Uh, Phil Kessel. Phil, because they traded him because he wanted yeah. Boston. Yep. Yeah, so that wasn't, but that, I mean, it's hockey. So, right. <laughs> it's not at the same level as, uh, as, as what we're seeing. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's interesting to uh, to trace it through, and it's probably a combination, as you said. I think him and Stevens had some clashes around how to to run the team, and I, I think there was clearly some clashes between uh, Brown and Tatum in terms of who were going to be the alphas going forward. And it's too bad, uh, but um, <laughs> I mean, we were at Game Four against the Bucks, Kyrie Irving's last home game as a member of the Celtics, and wasn't wasn't a good one. No, he clearly was not in that game. And if he can't get up for a playoff game like that because his head's already in New Jersey, then, you know, have fun in New Jersey. I'm, I'm going to keep calling them New Jersey because uh, <laughs> that's that's what I'm going to do. So That was the hat he was wearing when he went to sign yeah. his contract. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad you, yeah. you corrected that on Instagram to make sure everyone knew <laughs> that the logo had changed. Oh, man. Uh, but anyway, the Kyrie Irving book in Boston has been closed. Yeah, exactly. Um, should we talk a little bit uh, about around the league a little bit? Yeah, let's do it. But and then at the end, we got to come back and at least talk a little bit about summer league. But I will. I, <laughs> I want to hear your Carson. Edwards, I want to hear your Carson Edwards take toward the end. I definitely sounds do. Sounds good. Yeah, perfect. Uh, so, so first of all, in terms of our predictions, it was just bad. It was a bloodbath. Um, I need to update my Marcus Morris one. He's a Nick, right? We missed He's it anyway. Did uh, you see so, that story this morning? How? He, <laughs> He left like twenty-one million on the table with the Clippers. Crazy. Yeah, that, that, that like, and they fired Rich Paul today. That's a good. And <laughs> like, is it because he want? Is it because it was the Clippers? Is that because Rich Paul didn't want him going there? You think that, probably? That, that's probably insane. Like the, uh, it's insane. Forty-one. The, it was forty-one million dollar contract. So they're they're guessing that yeah. it had to have been like a three-year deal. So it'd been like thirteen, you know, a little less yeah, than yeah. thirteen million a year. Uh, that, He's getting what fifteen for one year? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you go to the Clippers every time on that, right? You go to to the Clippers every time. You win, you win a title or two. (laughs) And they still could have. And 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 it's not like that. That move was prohibiting them from getting Leonard and you know and uh, George. Like it still would have worked. Yeah, crazy. Anyway, Um, so we we each made ten predictions. Um, We each got Kawhi going to the Clippers. Nice job by us. Uh, we got Kyrie going to the Nets. That was easy. I got Vucevic staying with Orlando. We missed everything else. We missed Durant. <laughs> we missed Kemba. We had Kemba going back to Charlotte. Um, we missed Jimmy Butler. We missed D'Angelo Russell. I think everyone missed that one. Uh, Horford, we thought was going to the Clippers. Rozier, we missed. We missed Morris. So an- another truly dismal prediction showing by us. But it just tells you this league is so unpredictable. And even a few days before the deadline, when there's a bunch of rumors out there. We still don't know what the hell is about to happen. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, oh, you know, and, and, and the one that we both got, oh, we got, we got Kawhi going to the Clippers, but like two days after, we made yeah, I wasn't feeling good about that. The, the Clippers were out, you know. That's, yeah, that's what they were saying. It's down to Toronto and the Lakers, and just how things just drastically shifted at the last minute. But yeah, uh, that, that was almost the one that was wrong right off the bat. Yeah, exactly. Um, so instead of going through all, all these different moves that we could just talk about forever, um, what, one thing I think could be fun is from, from looking at the odds for next year, there's kind of four pretty clear tiers. Um, so maybe what we could do is kind of 
pick which team you like the most based on the summer moves and how they're looking for the season um, based on how these tiers shape up. So I'll give you the, the tier one guys. So the three teams that have odds all around four or five to one. So the three clear favorites, you have the Clippers, you have the Bucks, and you have the Lakers. Um, no big surprises among that group. I guess, who do you like in, in 2020 based on the moves that were made this off season and how these teams shape up for, uh, for the coming season? I think it's got to be the Clippers. Um, and I know that's an easy thing to say with the rating NBA Finals MVP joining them, um, as well as another uh, guy who was the MVP, you know, through 50% of the season, you could argue, <laughs> last year in Paul George. Uh, but they're adding them to a, to a, nucle- a, a, a nucleus. Mm-hmm. I almost said nuclear. Nu- I don't know what I was <laughs> Nuclear. Uh, nuclear. <laughs> Um, but adding him, adding them to a nucleus that was a very exciting and you know a Clippers team that you were all over when we were doing our you know oh yeah I love those guys series. love those love guys, guys. Montrezl so Harrell give me all of that love it Harrell uh, Lou Williams Beverly Williams yeah what I mean it's... that's gonna be a fun fun basketball team um, how about how about how about how, yeah how about health though talk to me about health you you think Kawhi and Paul George can stay healthy. Yeah, because they'll 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 proceed through this season the way the Raptors did with you know Kawhi. Kawhi's going to play sixty games, you know, exactly. at, you know at the like most. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you hope George can recover. I know there's a lot of questions about his shoulder. That was the problem. Um, mm-hmm. You know, going into the playoffs. I mean, you got to think they did their homework before before they. I, I, I know mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard essentially had a gun to their head that he did. George, or I'm not coming. He um, did. But you got to think they at least do their due diligence before they give that all of draft picks for them. Uh, yeah. Basically, their future for them. Um, but just as far as the roster goes, like health aside, like I, I think you got to like the Clippers roster a little <laughs> bit more than the, than, than the Lakers. Um, so I got to I, I got I, I to go with the Clippers. Um, you know, in that tier. Okay. Uh, I will switch it up a little bit, and I'm going to take Milwaukee in that group. And wow. it's mostly a bet on the Eastern Conference, right. which yeah. I think by, by rule will, correct me if I'm wrong, this might be breaking news, they will send one team to the NBA Finals, I think they is will. the rule. Um, so, I mean, my, my view is the Bucks are the best team. They were the best team last year. Uh, they kept their main core. Uh, they, they lost some of the, the, the kind of fourth and fifth. It's a little bit about their, their depth uh, at the top of the, the pod, but... Um, you know, this is this is the team that was the best team in the NBA last year and has the best player in the NBA right now. And again, they do not have to go through the gauntlet where your Western Conference semifinals and finals are going to be truly challenging um, to get through that, um, as you'll as you'll hear from some of the teams that we have coming up in the next couple of tiers. And I think Milwaukee's just going to have a much easier path there. Uh, so I, w- I would take them. Um, and I also just trust the health of of Giannis um, over over Kawhi, over Paul George, over LeBron, and over Anthony Davis. Um, neither of us picked the Lakers. I think we're both not super impressed by the team that they've put around uh, LeBron and, and Anthony Davis. It, it's a better group than, than last year. Uh, and I know Kawhi very intelligently waited to make his decision, which I know he was waiting to get the assurance of, of Paul George, but it also put the Lakers in a position where they just missed out on every free agent and they had to very quickly slap some guys together and you know maybe they'll get a couple buyout guys but you, you look at that roster yes lebron and and um anthony davis are all all world players but they do not i mean is rondo starting he, he is going to be there <laughs> well that, that 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 is one reason why uh i mean i love rajon rondo and what he did in 2008 2010 2012 but uh, i don't i don't see him in the starting lineup for a winner maybe they will actually go with lebron playing point and going from there. So, um, okay. So we'll, we'll see how those picks pan out. Uh, tier two is a fun one. Two of your, uh, favorite teams here, uh, both around like the eight to one range rockets, rockets and Sixers both made some big moves this summer. Ooh, tier two. Let's go. Um, well, you know, I can't say the Sixers cause it just wouldn't be right. When podcasts <laughs> everywhere would explode. Um, I think you gotta like that. What the Rockets did, like that was just that that was something that nobody, you know, people knew Russ was going somewhere when yeah. you know George got traded. Um, but the Rockets just, uh, you know, make making. I mean, they they had no choice after how the last couple of years went. Yeah. Um, 
you know, the fact that they couldn't pull it off even, you know, with KD getting hurt, you know, you know, against the Warriors in the semifinals. Um, you know, you try not to kill them too much for that, but, you know, I, it's, uh, but there was a stretch last year where the Rockets were the best team in the NBA. Uh, it's just they started so slow. Um, so they had to, they had to, you know, create a shakeup. And, 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 and I think, you know, it's, it's going to be an exciting, you know, duo to, to watch. I mean, you talk about the new, all the new, you know, duos in the Western Conference. Um, you know, you could make an argument for Harden and Westbrook. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot of good ones, but uh, it'll be an entertaining team, no doubt. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, both of them being back together. Uh, you know, they still have, you know, Gordon and Capella in the fold. You know, they rumor was they were trying to sell them off to try to change the makeup of the team. But you got to think now they, you know, yeah. keep them around and, and then they stick along with, you know, PJ Tucker and whatnot. So that's a that's a pretty formidable, you know, um, you know, starting five uh, right there. And, and, and I mean, they played together before, you know, so I don't know why they, you know, they can't do it again. Like of, of all the duos out there, you know, that there's a history of, you know, your, your two your two superstars, your two alphas, so to speak, playing together and being, you know, fairly successful, making an NBA finals. Granted, yes, I know they had Kevin Durant as well, but at least there's some kind of history there as far as, you know, that there is some past chemistry. So, you know, we'll see if it's still there. And, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll take the Rockets in that tier. Interesting. So chemistry. So you're saying that you think they will do Westbrook and Harden State Farm commercials instead of Chris Paul and uh, shit, Dennis Schroeder, Stephen Adams, uh, <laughs> Roberson, maybe? Who knows? Maybe he could be a comedic genius. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, so 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 my, my concern with, with, with the Rockets is that I just – I just don't see them as winners. I don't see Russell Westbrook as a winner. I've been on this pod before talking about how D'Antoni has under um, achieved. And I know you, you, you have some thoughts on D'Antoni as well. Yep. Um, Harden has not he'll, really he'll the, stepped he'll up. He'll be the one to screw. He'll be the one to screw it up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Harden hasn't necessarily brought his a game to the playoffs the last uh, couple postseasons. Um, and yes, they were a whisk, a whisker away from um, the, probably winning the last two years uh, if a couple balls go, go their own, go their way. Um, and I was, I w- actually, I think we were texting before the trade and I, I kind of liked the value in the Rockets odds. I think at that time, t- point there, maybe like 12 to one or something like that, because, you know, they're running it back and this team, you know, they have continuity and all that stuff. Uh, currently they didn't like each other and Maury had to, to make a move on that. Uh, and it was probably the right thing to do, but uh, I don't know. I, I think, I, I would take the Sixers between these two, um, not to repeat myself, but again, the Eastern Conference has to have a team that goes to the uh, NBA Finals, <laughs> and that means you need to win four games once you get there, and I think the Bucks or Sixers have a better chance than all of these teams in the West that are going to be fighting each other on that front. Um, to, I guess, actually talk a little bit about the Sixers in terms of what they did, I think Horford is a, is a great move. I think Butler... It was going to be tough to continue to develop Embiid and Simmons and also have Butler there. I think having Horford and Tobias Harris, Tobias can, he can take 20 shots for you. He can take 10 shots for you. Jimmy Butler's always a guy who has to have the ball in his hands for 20 shots a game. Um, so I think they had to make that type of move. And I think a max for Jimmy Butler is kind of crazy. So I think that was the right move by the Sixers. Um, and I, I think Reddick's going to hurt, but again, he was kind of unplayable on the defensive end in the playoffs. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's a team where it's a bet on, Ben Simmons continuing to learn how to play and, and Joel Embiid uh, maybe losing some weight and getting into uh, good game shape so they can actually play more than 35 minutes in a playoff game. Uh, so we will see. We will see how that goes. Um, so th- th- those were somewhat interesting, the, the, the sub eight to ones. I think tier three is the most fun one. Uh, actually, I'm just going to make it tier three. I'm going to do three A and three B. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> so tier three, and you you could pick whatever team you want out of this, and just knowing that the three B guys are, are a little bit longer odds. So three A, we got Warriors, Jazz, and Nuggets, and three B, we got Celtics and Blazers. So the, the the Warriors, Jazz, and Nuggets are all around like fourteen to one. Um, Celtics and Blazers are closer to twenty five to one. But three A and three B. So you got Warriors, Jazz, Nuggets, or Celtics, Blazers. Wh- which are those five? Um, Hops out at you as, as, as good as good value. Um, I think of those five, I would probably go with the Nuggets, and here's why. We, you mm-hmm. know, they 
they, they, they basically kept their entire roster of, you know, their important players intact um, from last year. Uh, you know, a team that lost in game seven at home to, you know, a, uh, a Trailblazers team that was sort of kind of had that little bit of team of destiny, you know, yep. in the Western Conference last year. Yeah. Um, so they got after you yes, know, what had yes. happened to them in the previous postseason. Um, so the fact that the Nuggets kept themselves yep. together, they had a nice uh, piece in Jeremy Grant as well, you mm-hmm. know, to improve mm-hmm. their to improve their roster. Um, just because it's year two for the Nuggets, you know, I kind of. I kind of just liked them that they kind of had a taste of it. They had that game seven, you know, uh, you know, loss to kind of, you know, kind of build upon, mm-hmm. you know, go, going into next year. Um, and the reason I buy them over, you know, someone like the Warriors who just, it's good. kind of a shelf year for the Warriors given the loss mm-hmm. of Durant for free agency and injury. And then Clay Thompson, the Utah jazz, like when, you know, before free agency, before the moratorium opened on, on the 30th, you know, everyone was ready to crown the Jazz as the as the Western Conference champions, but I, I, yes, they added mm-hmm. some. You know, they added you know Mike Conley, they added Bogdanovich. You know, some nice yep. uh, you know complimentary role players and Jeff Green and and uh, and um, you know Ed Davis. You know, in the front court. But let's let's let let let's wait and see. I kind of see my, my prediction for the Jazz is they they could have a tremendous regular season with they finish mm-hmm. finish one two in the West. You know, based on their regular season. But it would almost be kind of shades of that Atlanta Hawks team from a couple of years ago. I think it was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Al Horford's second to last year in Atlanta. You know, yep. where they, they won 60-61 games and were the one seed in the East. But then they got to the conference finals and they got swept by LeBron and the Cavs. Like, yep. something like that could happen where the Jazz are the one seed or the two seed. Conference finals come along they're in the Clippers, let's say. And the Clippers, you know, sweep them or get rid of them in five games, you know, in kind of a similar situation because Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are just too much for, you know, this, you know, the, the, this jazz team. I just, I don't know why that's my feeling about the jazz this year, but that's kind of what it is. Um, In- interesting. I thought you were yeah. going to take the jazz. I thought you were going to be, uh, Oh, because talking, of my jazz, talking. jazz. I, yeah. No, I just like a good Celtic pride, you know, gif of jazz, jazz, <laughs> jazz, jazz with Daniel Stern and Dan Aykroyd, you know, so I just, I got a, I got to, you know, I got, I had to play that up, but the more I've kind of thought about this, like that's kind of the, that's kind of the direction I'm going on. Like there, you know, people look Mm -hmm. at them in Denver, like they they talk about Denver in a similar ilk, like they expect them to kind of duplicate what they did again, which was what they were the second seed right in the West, you know, just because, yeah, just, and, and again, just because it's the second year that that group is all together and just adding, you know, one other, you know, true key component, um, you know, in, in Jeremy Grant. Unless you want to, you know, factor in bowl bowl there, but I think that's a little premature. Um, <laughs> slightly, slightly. You know, I, I just like the Nuggets saying it's year two for them, where it's year one for the Jazz. But, uh, but yeah, so that's why I would go with with the Nuggets over the Jazz, two teams that are kind of looked at similarly. Yeah, I, I feel similarly. I would I would take Denver, uh, what they did last year. I think they could do that again. I think Jokic is 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 still getting better. I think Jamal. Murray, yeah, they had to pay him, but you know he he's been pretty pretty damn effective. Um, and the team the team just played extremely well together, and I think they're well coached. Um, and I, I see no reason why they can't win upper fifties again, even in a much more competitive West. And I would agree on on the Jazz. I mean, what, honestly, what has Mike Conley done the last few years? Um, prove prove to me that you can point guard a team um, to a, a top seed and, and multiple rounds in the playoffs, right? Prove that to me. Uh, I guess Marcus All was an important piece of the uh, the Raptors win, but I think the, the the love I'm hearing for Conley is is far beyond that. And you know, when's the last game you saw Mike Conley play? I, I can't even think of the last time I saw Mike Conley. Well, he he played last year. year. No, I, I, but did you were you watching Grizzly games? Like no, well, who okay, was? they were terrible. I don't know. I, watched, As, I think was, I watched was, them twice <laughs> when they played the Celtics. You know. I don't even think I watched those games. So I, I haven't seen Mike Conley play in years. Uh, and I think a lot of people are probably similar. And they are remembering the guy who, um, in the grit and grind, I guess it was him and Gasol and Tony Allen and Zach Randolph. Like, those are some fun teams. But that was, like, what, seven years ago now? Um, and I'm sure he's lost a step or two. So prove to yeah. me that he can win. Uh, Bogdanovich, they overpaid, whatever. It's fine. Uh, he'll be good next year. We'll see how the future years goes. I mean, Donovan Mitchell? He, right. He, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. Well, uh, I, I don't know if I love Donovan Mitchell. Like, 
he, he had a, he had a hell of a rookie year, but I don't. Well, I like him, but like, yeah. is, is 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 it a similar situation where last year with like Brown like Tatum. and Tatum, and, yeah, you know that 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 his growth was kind of stunted by the presence of you know Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irving, you know, does the work that they're going to do to integrate you know Mike Conley and I mean mm-hmm. they paid Boyan Bogdanovich seventy five million dollars, so I, I think they're yeah. planning to. For him to have the basketball once in a while too, I would agree. It's going to be a little of an adjustment for for Mitchell. Um, yeah. Where there's not going to be a you know take the best player on the on the on, on the Nuggets. You know, Jokic is not going to be a. There, there's going to be no real adjustment period like that for him because there's no roster turnover. Plus, no. you also got to take the team that has you know the the bona fide MVP candidate on their roster. Whoa, okay, buddy. This. <laughs> Give him Sorry, that horn. Man. Give him that horn. Give him, give him, give that, him horn. that horn. Driving uh, and it stopped in the middle of the, like this was not smart, buddy. Sunday uh, night, ninety three South. Can't beat it. Uh, well, no, it's, it's uh, getting off ninety three. It's South Station it. right there. Got it. I just cut across the lane on summer. Beautiful, Street. beautiful. Uh, just beautiful. But um, but Jokic is the sure, the surefire. Yeah. You know, top mm-hmm. five games last year though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will say I do love Gobert. I think Gobert is great. Um, oh yeah, and I think him as a pivot on that on that Jazz team is, is, is it'll be a fun team to watch. And again, these teams are all in the West. We just talked about the Lakers, the Clippers, the Rockets, the Jazz, the Nuggets, and oh wait, the, the Warriors who have made five straight finals and of course um, are losing Durant and Thompson's going to be out most of the year. Uh, but they do have this guy named Steph Curry um, and Draymond Green. And we'll see how D'Angelo Russell does in that offense. I know me and you were excited about him maybe going to the Celtics a few weeks ago. So can't count them out. Um, that's what, six teams already? Yeah. The Blazers is seven. I, I know the, the Nurkic injury hurts, but Four we'll Blazers. see if yeah, we'll see if um, we'll see if uh, Hassan Whiteside can can fill a void there uh, as they wait for Nurkic to come back. I mean, that's seven seven super strong uh, yeah. teams in the West. And we haven't even talked about Zion um, and the Pelicans and, and the fun that could be there. I mean, Reddick's there too. Yeah, that'll be fun. They're probably a year away, but that'll I be agree. a fun team to watch. I agree. Um, the, I guess the Grizzlies is the only team that we get to root against next year, right? We've had so many teams we to do. get to and root they, against. They, they look like they're going to be pretty bad again. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. And they, they have Jake. Yeah. <laughs> Crowder on their team, so they'll probably definitely be bad. <laughs> yeah, very true, very true. Um, all right, so that, that's that's kind of the, the odds breakdown. Um, anything else in your mind, or you want to spend a few minutes on Summer League? Let's go Summer League. Let's do it. You've been watching it. I've been watching your tweets about it, so you're you probably more informed than this. Any, you haven't watched any of it? I've seen it. I've seen, a li- I've seen a little bit, but I, I just wanted to see how Grant Williams um, uh, and, and Carson Edwards kind of he, move the ball. Uh, and, and, and shot threes and things like that. So I watched a little bit. Two, two totally different players where Carson Edwards jumps off. Well, obviously, they're two totally different players. Yeah. Carson Edwards jumps out at you when you're actually watching the game. Like, I, the, what I've been likening to and what mm-hmm. the expectations I've been putting on him, and I think I tweeted this today that I'm trying not to let myself, like, go beyond these expectations just out of fairness for the kid. And I kept calling him, like, an Eddie House type on steroids. Like, if he could eventually be, like, an Eddie House type, you know, but just obviously a little bit more skilled, um, you know, than Eddie House was. But Carson Edwards can shoot the basketball. Like, I mean, he knocked down some threes and just – he even made some moves and attacks of the basket where you were just like, holy shit. And, you know, he's six foot one, but he doesn't look six foot one. I think they're lying a little bit. Uh, he looks a little bit smaller than that to me. Um, Kemba, you know, Kemba Walker is also Kemba Walker is also six foot one if we believe that one. Yes, but. <laughs> right. No, right. Exactly. So Carson Edwards jumps off the screen when you're watching the game physically, but then you look at the box score after, and Grant Williams was like a plus sixty or seventy something combined in summer league. Like I, I don't know how big a I don't know how big of a plus minus guy you are, but that's pretty mm-hmm. damn impressive. Yeah. Um, you know that I mean Grant Williams is why I mean even if they didn't have Grant Williams they probably you know, kiss Gershon Yabuselli goodbye. But yeah. it was easy to say bye-bye to Yabu when, you know, Grant Williams can is just, you know, already years beyond the player that, you know, Gershon Yabuselli is. Um, you know, it was almost like, and just looking at how, you know, uh, you know Williams is built, like he's he's semi-Ogele, but he has like some semblance of an os- offensive game that's beyond <laughs> like spotting up for a corner three. You know, I mean, he, yeah. he has, 
had a, a nice touch, like a couple of nice floaters for a little bit. Um, you know, Williams is probably the one that you'll see in the, um, the, the, the quickest, just, you know, because of, you know, the presence of Walker and, you know, uh, you know, Marcus Smart, you know, in, in your point guard rotation, um, you know, and then talks about how they see Hayward probably going to handle the ball a lot. But Edwards isn't really going to be a point guard. He's going to come up like kind of a, you know, a shooter, like a scorer off the bench in places for you. But Williams is probably the guy who will have more, you know, more of a defined role. And then we can't not talk about, I probably won't do it too long. We can't not talk about Taco Fall. Um, got to talk about Taco. Got to talk about Taco. I mean, hey, props to the kid. Like, I mean, he's come into summer league. He's done, you know, well, I mean, in one game, and I know he's seven foot seven, but he played 12 minutes and he, you know, had 12 points on like five or six shooting. I think he knocked down a, like his free throw, like for a seven, seven guy, like his free throw rotation is, you know, not bad. And then here's a point that I don't want to take credit for. I was watching their only summer, a bit of their summer league loss to the Grizzlies yesterday. Dan Dockich made a tremendous point about Taco Fall that he's spot on but you just don't realize it. You know, you don't think about, you don't really think about it on your own. He's proportionate. Like, I mean, he's seven, but <laughs> every part of his body is like what size it should be for like a seven, seven guy. It's not like Benute Bull who had like sticks for legs, you know, and then and had, you know, had, had no upper body, no upper torso. It wasn't like Sean Bradley, who was just a guy totally on, uh, on, on stilts and sticks. Um, you know, he's a, he's a guy who's seven, six, seven, seven in shoes, I guess you'd say, <laughs> excuse me, but, but he has a body that looks like it'll hold up. Like he runs the floor very, very well. Now he's obviously still a, a project. And, and, and my hope is that they find a way to free up one of the two way roster spots, uh, um, you know, somehow where they can keep on a two way and have him spend a lot, a lot of time in Maine, but he's someone that they got to hold on to because there's something that there you, you, you can work with what taco fall presents to you. You can't teach height, is what I've heard. Um, right. And when you're seven seven, you can't really teach that. Um, with, with them signing Carson Edwards, because Carson Edwards was a second round pick, um, does that mean? I guess Tremont Waters is, is well, he going to be one of the two way guys? He's already signed a two way contract. Um, so Waters, right? Waters, yeah. So yeah. Waters is on a two way, and then they sign at, right after the draft. They uh, they sign Max Struss is his name. He played at DePaul. I guess he's a three-point shooter, and he had some really good flashes too in summer league as well. More of like right now, a, a, more of a, a three-point shooting specialist, I would say. You know, right now, um, I, I mean, they have the one open roster spot. I mean, you got to think they're trying to get someone on a veteran minimum deal, but if they can't, you know, maybe they, they you know, give Tremont Waters the other the other spot because he had an impressive summer league as well. Um, you know, Edwards kind of outshined him and also because Edwards was the higher pick, but, you know, Waters showed that he could, you know, play in this league down the line as well. And maybe, you know, you give him the other NBA spot, which I still think is another to open up. So they still have the veteran, add the veteran for the veteran minimum, add Waters to the roster. And then, you know, Taco Fall slide one of your two way contract slots after camp, you know, mm-hmm. and I hope that's what they do. Um, and I think that's the yeah. only way he's on the roster. I don't know if he truly gets one of the Celtics roster spot, barring a, a, a barring a like a five for one trade that we don't see coming, where it opens up a ton of roster spots. Uh, but I don't see that happening. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But I mean, yeah, clearly, no, clearly he's time to. De- yeah. No, go ahead. I was going to say clearly he needs some time to develop. The question is, can another team give him more of an assurance uh, and a guarantee to be able to do that? Um, well, is no is the question. But then nobody, then why did, I mean, every team had a chance, uh, not every team, but almost every team had a chance to snack him, you know, snag him in the second round. No one felt he was worth like even a late second round pick, not even the Celtics. So, well, I mean, well, I mean maybe they, maybe they saw something in these five, six summer league games that, that maybe changed their, changed their yeah, mind. I don't know. True. Yeah. No, true. 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 But, but no, I mean, I, I, yeah, it was, it was definitely the most entertaining uh, entry of uh, Celtic <laughs> summer league. And uh, the guy who also showed, uh, you know, a little bit of, um, you know, s- s- some good things as well. Uh, Robert Williams, you know, showing the tremendous, you saw the flashes of the reasons why they felt he was a steal at pick 28 or whatever he was in last year's draft. Um, They're going to need so, him. No Horford. Right. No Baines. Right. Exactly. Yeah, need him. Right. But I- I'm not saying I'm ready to give 
Robert Williams the minutes that Al Horford and Aaron Baines got. But um, you know, he's he's clearly making making some progress, and 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 we'll see. So yeah, no, some some really some really good things uh, in summer league. Um, you know, you know, you know, from from the group. And the funny thing is, their top pick in the draft didn't even play in Langford. So Romeo. So who knows who knows what we got there. But um, but no, some some exciting things out in Vegas. Yeah, there'll be some contributors, I think, which which is which is good to hear. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be good to see when when they come to camp together and, and how they do against uh, some of the the old guard, and, and we'll see how things break forward. Um, I, I guess with that last roster spot you mentioned, veteran minimum. Um, I know we 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 were texting, and I kind of threw out like Sean Livingston as someone who I would personally like to see them pursue. Yes, he's probably on the 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 decline phase of his career but what's interesting is if you look at Celtics roster zero NBA finals appearances across the entire roster from this group so I wouldn't mind having some of that winning veteran presence in there I wouldn't mind him being there given it is a younger team I think Jalen and Tatum could learn a lot from him because who's the veteran presence right now I mean seems like Hayward is a guy who kind of keeps to himself um Marcus Smart is what like 26 25 um, yep. love the guy. Maybe he's 27. He came out after a sophomore year, I think at Oklahoma state, um, yes. lo- love the guy, but like he, he hasn't, I mean, he, I, I don't know. I, I would love some, I mean, they had it with Horford, right? Horford was the guy that they could look to, but Horford was also a little bit reserved. So oh, I, I don't know more than, more than a little. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying Sean Livingston's the most, res- uh, outspoken guy in the world, but I think someone like that who can come in and, you know, still give you 12 to 15 quality minutes, a game uh, can do some things offensively and defensively, but also give that locker room presence after the year they had last year. I mean, I guess Kemba Walker is probably the answer to the question that I gave. I think he's what 29. Um, and he's someone who has been voted either the number one or number two best teammate uh, the last six, seven years. So he, he's clearly someone who they will be looking for, for leadership, but um, you know, having someone else like that in the locker room, I think would be, would be valuable as well. So keep an eye out there. I know there's 29 other teams thinking the same thing about Livingston. So uh, not just us, but if that's a name that, that comes to Celtics, I know I'd, I'd for one would be excited about it. I mean, part of me wants them to go grab a, uh, uh, try to grab another big, like I'm not ready to, you know, after Enos Cantor, which I like that pickup, but he doesn't yeah. play very much defense. Um, we, or at we all. Have nobody. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, he, yeah. Or at all. Um, we, Nobody that can, I mean, nobody can match up with Giannis, but no. you know, the, the, one of the big reasons why the Celtics had the, the Sixers numbers so much is we had somebody who could match up with Joel Embiid. Well, and his name was Al Horford. Now, <laughs> yep, it's now Joel Embiid's teammate. So that doesn't help. I mean, looking at the free agent market of bigs, like you've got, you know, the Nene's out there who's, you know, kind of a defensive minded big, but I'm yeah. not necessarily sure that's the route I want to go, um, you know. Pau Gasol mm-hmm. was done playing what you know three four years ago, you know he he he's out there, but I'm not I'm not so sure that's. I don't know if I could I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, I <laughs> don't much, know if I could. Too, I, too I, much yeah. too much time spent yelling against him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I, I mean I, the the big question is you know the, the their 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 depth at at, at the at the at, in the front court. Um, you know I, I I'd be lying to you if I knew anything about uh, Vincent Perrier or Poirier, whatever the hell is the French the French guy um, the French guy that they got I mean because 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 after Cantor it's Poirier it's Williams, Williams and it's it's and it's Daniel Tice which you know I like Tice I like Tice a lot too but we I mean Tice is somebody who you even I talked about how in the Milwaukee series, he was useless. And he's I'm not an eight, so sure that... Yeah, he, he's an eight or nine guy. He's an eight or yeah, nine guy. And I'm not so sure he's the answer to guard Joel Embiid either. He's so not. I, so, I mean, yes, Tice is a nice player. You know, I like... Tice is nice. Tice is nice. But I, I, I just... I, I'm not so sure that that was the, uh, the, the... that That makes me feel comfortable at the big position. But there's no one out there that, you know, in the big position that I, yeah. I really want them to. I'll give you another name, another wing that I'd like to see still out there. And, and he's been linked to us in the past as uh, someone that the Celtics might have interest in. Jamal Crawford is still out there, if I believe. Okay. I mean, I know he's definitely on the back nine, probably on the 15th, 16th, 17th screen. <laughs> but but um, he can still shoot the basketball. And, you yeah. know, if, if, if anything that this team still needs is, you know, uh, you know, someone who can, you know, a, a little bit more shooting 
would, wouldn't hurt. So, I mean, obviously Livingston, Crawford, those are the type of guys that we'd like to see them and whether they feel they can get a, not necessarily a better offer somewhere, but, uh, you know, an offer somewhere else that they just feel they have a better chance of, you know, winning a title. Yeah. That's ultimately what it might come down to, but we'll see. We will see indeed. Well, lots of, uh, good talk as we, as we kind of explored the Celtics, explored the league. Um, Hopefully there's a few week lull here in in this 12 month league uh, that that we have. Uh, But I think the schedules come out. I think it's around August 10th, August 12th or something like that. So um, we got to do our, we got to do our Christmas day prediction. We need to do Christmas day, not now, but we will do it. No, I know. Coming weeks. I, I obviously not right now. I'm not prepared. It's going to be, it's going to be all Western. It's going to be all West. It's going to be great. (laughs) Um, So I'll have to do that. Um, I'm, I'm, I have a nice idea percolating about, uh, Picking the top Celtics uh, matchups throughout the season, which would be, you know, interesting Ooh. for at least me. Uh, so that might be something. I'm not sure how yes. many other people would be excited about that. But uh, all things considered, which which games are you most excited about? So we'll have to do that after yes. the the schedule comes out, and um, maybe we start talking a little Patriots uh, come August. Uh, we're totally, uh, probably we're, we're no, totally pro- pro- we're skipping over Red Sox talk. Oh God, they suck. You don't want to. Chris do and- three and nine. You, well, we, we they just they just traded for their ace Pat Andrew Kashner or whatever his uh, name is. He's nine nine and three for the Orioles this year. He's whenever you nine, can get whenever you can get an Orioles starting nine. pitcher, you got to do it. He's got nine wins on the Orioles. That's pretty. I that's know, pretty good. The Orioles might be the worst team in baseball. I mean, I'm just, is, is, is Duquette still their GM? <laughs> no, definitely. They finally got rid of him. Yep, they, they finally, finally fired, fired him. him. Yep, finally oh, fired him. When they I don't know. Should I mean, really hired him in the first place. Sale at three and nine is is pretty tough. Uh, Betts is probably reconsidering the fact that he didn't sign that monster extension before the season because I think he's going to see a lower number this offseason. Uh, love me some Rafi Devers though. No, he's having a he's having a great year. The fact that he didn't make the All Star team is a travesty in itself. Yeah, I mean it's just tough to watch the Red Sox. I mean the offense is there. It's just the pitching is. Other than Rodriguez, it's it's been terrible. Every single pitcher has been terrible except Rodriguez. And Andrew Kashner, if I'm uh, saying his name right. No. Yeah, <laughs> with the zero Red Sox starts, we'll see. I mean, I don't love the Avaldi going to the bullpen. I don't like that move. Uh, that's, I know a, that's a that's a panic move. It's just a panic yeah, move. It shows ridiculous. that they have they have no answer, and they don't obviously want to go above the luxury tax or whatever, no. go into that threshold to you know go buy an expensive closer and. You're not going to get one that's cheap because you're going to have to sell the entire farm system for them. So yeah, I mean the Yankees have like five better relievers than we have. So uh, you know, if they can make the playoffs, you never know. I don't. I see them on the outside looking in right now, um, unless maybe Betts catches fire the way he has in past seasons, or, or maybe Sale and Price. You know, Price is losing tonight to the Dodgers, but maybe Sale and Price get their act together. I don't see much. What's the score? It was, it was it was three two when I left. Four, My parents were it's four two now in the six. Four two. So, oh, okay. Not looking great. Not no, great. nope. But that's all. That's all the Red Sox talk. I think it's warranted. You know, they. <laughs> I don't need to vent about. They t- they brought us a title last year, so we can't say anything negative. Uh, it's, and, uh, and best and best case scenario, they're the second wild card team playing the wild card game. Yeah. At the, at, at the trap. At the trap. Yeah, and that's fun. And that's fun. That's yeah, fun. That's fun. It's fun. And that's fun. All right, man. Until next time. Yes, sir. Always a pleasure. Later. Later.